Hi, I'm Sophie, and I haven't seen a lot of films. Hi, I'm Paul, and I'm here to help with that. And we are... SP Film Viewers. So now that anime is actually done, <laughs> I'm back into regularly scheduled programming. Yep. Sign off with our film that you're seeing for the first time and give you a sort of small pile of things to look through <laughs> on the shelf that I thought might be of interest. Some things that were still like, maybe keeps cropping up, but... <laughs> Didn't pick them. <laughs> but it depends on your, your mood, I guess. My mood really does impact what we watch, I think, sometimes, yeah. or what I would pick. But this this one jumped out at you for some reason. Yeah, I think it's the cover of it and the coupling and just the facial expressions. And I feel like there's a bit of humour already on the cover that made me just humour. Yeah. Yeah. And it's called Sightseers. It's like a black comedy. So if you think of some like Shaun of the Dead or Hot Fuzz or that kind of other ones that we've kind of covered in the past. Which I didn't appreciate when I was younger, but I think I will do now. A lot more than yeah. I used to, anyways. No, I think I think you'll get some enjoyment out of this. This guy's got a brummy accent as well, so you get more. I'll of learn a, what a brummy accent, accent is. Properly sounds even like. No, Paul is technically from there. He's born there. I don't. But I moved. I would say pretty much Yorkshire, aren't I? More or less. Yeah, because you're only like three or so, aren't you? When you moved up. Yeah. Still on your passport. Your birth home is Birmingham. Yeah, no, but you can be born somewhere, but it's where you grow up that yeah. makes you really. More, more so. True, true, true. It's not going to be talking really slow. Sorry to any Birmingham people out there. <laughs> I think it's just the the sort of droll that they have. That's fine, yeah. as long yeah. as it's quick enough. Because like sometimes yeah. it's like annoys me when the wording doesn't come out of people's mouths. Because I'm quite, and I know that's hypocritical. Because I'm a really fast talker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's how my brain's working. Like no wonder I get exhausted. Bless you. <laughs> Right, very brief synopsis that IMDb reads mm -hmm. is as follows. Chris wants to show his new girlfriend, Tina, his world, but events soon conspire against the couple and their dream caravan holiday takes a very wrong turn. Oh no. We've never been on a caravan holiday. Been when I've been little, separate, but I mean yeah, together so, meaning yeah, yeah, we've yeah. been in a caravan. No, why? Is that something you're itching to do? No. <laughs> I don't think so. Unless you really needed a holiday. It depends. It's just the beds in the caravan, I think, are just too small. Yeah, um, there's been a sort of joke about that anyway, so... <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that should be a laugh. Yeah. Hope you enjoy the, the humour. I think I need a bit of humour yeah. today, yeah. so I think it'll be good. Yeah. And it's a, a tad bit of violence as well. Yeah, I can yeah. tell on the back already. I've yeah. seen yeah. some yeah. blood. Yeah, <laughs> okay. Just so we know what you're getting for. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay, let's... Put it on. See what you think. Yeah. Look, I'm sorry, but if you don't pick up this excrement immediately, then I'm going to have to inform the National Trust. Actually, do you know what? I don't think you are sorry, mate. I don't think you're sorry either. 
Did he touch you? What? No. Wasn't concentrating. Have a think. Can you remember everything? Uh, yes, yes, he did touch me. Oh, this is preposterous. What else did he do? Details. Mint me. <laughs> you heard me. Mint me. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we're back after watching Sightseers. And was it a sight worth seeing? Gosh, you're with the puns today, aren't you? Did, did you actually, like, think these through? Yeah, I did. Oh, Paul. <laughs> yeah, I know I haven't done the, like, the quote, like a little quote from the film for a while. You know, no, I thought you were just on the spur moment. Yeah. I was applauding you, but <laughs> no, it was it was actually quite funny. And I think this is my kind of sense of humour, quite dry, quite yeah. Do you think that's kind of developed? Because, like you said before, you you wouldn't touch this with a barge pole like a few years ago. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe I've grown a bit, but also I think the the gore of it as well probably. Like, with the killings and such, I wouldn't have appreciated this a couple of years ago. Like, if you go back to voices. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is sort of, in a way, similar to how that goes about. I suppose, obviously, more British than in... in kind in some, of, some, but yeah, also... Something akin to that. They're doing it together, so it's not like he's just killing every girl that he fancies. I think that's the difference. These two are kind of coupling up, and in the end, yes, I guess, somewhat. It's kind of like a... I haven't seen it, but I know of Bonnie and Clyde. You know, the whole, the two on the run type of thing, like criminals mm. on the road together. So it's kind of like that yeah, kind of British version. But that. she wasn't a killer until she met him. Oh, well, what we assume, <laughs> yeah. obviously she killed Poppy apparently, but that wasn't really her fault. No, and that, I think and, that's a and, bit... And who's Poppy? Sorry. Poppy's the dog. Yeah. Her mum's dog. Yeah. And she killed her apparently by throwing her toy and the dog was impaled by knitting needles. Yeah, but you you kind of like a shock reaction when that happened. I think it's just because I didn't realise that would kill a I think dog. It, it's, obviously, I think it's you don't really see it, but it's kind of like a silly implication that that would, you know, wouldn't re- may not realistically happen, but it's just the way I it's edited. Off, not. Yeah, it's Imagine. sort of a shock value of it that kind of caught you off guard, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, and I think, like, for example, your mum, like, she knits all the time. So, like, we've got George. Do we have to, like, well, obviously George can't jump that much now, yeah, bless yeah. him, but in his younger years. No, I think that's a bit, yeah, extreme level of, of it. But. but I think the mum kind of resents Tina. Tina, yeah. For it, and is a bit like, I only had one friend and that was Poppy, and now I have nobody and you're not my friend. You're just a family member or relative or whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's quite a weird way of looking at it. Is that because of your relationship with your mum? I think so. Like, mum is my friend. Yeah. Why do you just see your family as relatives? <laughs> well, I guess we've already had this discussion before, like how with, perhaps with how, you know, like, see if you're divorced and you sort of have more of a att- closer attachment to the mother or the father, depending on who mm. you're with. Really, because it's, I don't know, you're not fighting for attention with them both or something. I don't know. Whereas opposed to... I think you get more one-on-one time with one of yeah. them to decipher. With, and, <laughs> yeah. And I think I they then kind of, their barriers of parents come down a little bit. Mm-hmm. But 
it seems like for Tina, it's like, a, oh, yes, I finally met somebody. And sort of like, this guy's taking... An interest. I think she's... Taking her away from me, yeah. I don't want to be horrible. Hmm. But Tina reminds me of you a little bit when you were younger. Anything that would give you attention, you were like, kind of fancied. And I think that's what Sarah used to be like. And I think she's a bit like this, like, oh, this boy likes me. <laughs> this is new. I'm, I'm going to go for this because, you know. Yeah, and I, it, I suppose. And I think that's, it's like sheer desperation on Tina's part. She's 34 years old. You know, she's still living with her mum. She's got her own bedroom that she goes into mm-hmm. that she hates. Her mum really dumbs her down and makes her, like, feel like she's worthless. Yeah. And this guy has still got an interest in her. And I think that for Tina is just like, right, run with it while I've, I can. Exactly. But they seem to be on the, obviously, the same wave, wavelengths as she says. In terms of, obviously, initially when it's like all oh, the sort of interests and stuff, they kind of seem like they've got... They're quite youthful for their age. They're quite immature, I'd say. So I feel like... No, I don't mean that. I mean, like, in terms of what they like doing, they're kind of like things that like older people would normally like. Oh, you mean like going on a tram? Tram museum and that's kind of like... Pencil museum. Yeah, stuff that most people might find a bit boring. I don't know if that was making British, Britain or British people seem boring. Like, oh, our tourist attractions, there's not much there. (laughs) I'm sure you have stuff like that in the States, but yeah, they just seem to us, it's like, oh God, yeah, that's, yeah, well, that seems like a lot of fun when it really isn't, but... But maybe it's more like a cheap and cheerful one. Like, I can't imagine they can afford a lot. No, I guess not. But we've got this caravan, as I say, that's the you know, cross-country, essentially, just going mm-hmm. all over the place of, in Yorkshire. and Good old Yorkshire. <laughs> Speaking of which, you saw... Yeah, this time around, I'd freeze-framed, I'd rewind it back on the what I saw on the screen, thinking, I, know, I think I know that place. Because it's not far from where mum and dad, my mum and dad, live. Mm. There's a wool shop that mum goes to for her knitting supplies. It's called Spring Mill and it's in Cullingworth. Yeah, I've been. Yeah. yeah. So it's Many that... times with your mum, I think more often than you have. Yeah, I've been now and again, but it's, again, it's not really, although it's if, like say, driving her to pick some supplies up or whatever, but... Yeah. That, but... Or helping us with the wedding flowers yeah. and such, but I think also there is a section which is put on the film where you can actually buy walking gear, footwear. Mm-hmm. Never really kind of gone into that bit, to be honest, as much as the wool bit. No, I think I've... that You'll know, Seth, that, that blue fleecy jacket thing. Yeah. That's where I got that from. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah from that shop, in fact. So. It's got, like, the weird fish stuff. No, no, oh. I'm not really into that that kind of stuff. You found Sarah, aren't they? They're obsessed, yeah. I feel. Yeah. So I think that's also kind of funny. After the f- when he was saying about, I'll pick something out, as long as it's under like ten pounds yeah. or something, especially the area as well of it, and yeah. the kind of walking equipment and walking gear is not cheap. Ends up buying the, like a shitty pair of leggings. I don't think they were that bad. They kind of like had that bluey grey marbled effect type of thing, but I think they kind of suit for like walking leggings. Do you think? Yeah, yeah, but that was like the only thing she yeah. was going to be able to <laughs> yeah, afford. Blessing. Yeah, yeah. So I think that kind of makes sense when you're thinking about the activities that they're doing. Yeah. Probably the free. Sorry? The activities Oh, the, right, yeah, that yeah. they were doing probably were free. Some of them, yeah, yeah. Obviously walking is, you know, free. free. <laughs> yeah, yes. it's a good exercise. But one aspect, obviously, I thought about while this as well, because obviously I know that place in particular. Mm. Obviously for location shooting, that doesn't necessarily mean they were in Collingworth. It's probably just a, oh, 
when they've been looking around in the Yorkshire area and thinking, oh, this will probably be a good picturesque place to use just for that one shot, because obviously they don't really mention that they're anywhere well, yeah, or anything like that. So it's it's quite interesting to think on that sometimes, kind of forget, like, sometimes it's not always they say where they are and it might not actually be that ex- exactly. It's You mean like Hagrid's hut? Yeah. <laughs> oh, here's where Hagrid's hut is and it's a field. Just imagine it. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, or the, in Skyfall, the James Bond film, where there's uh, well, the car drives down the road to get to their old Bond house. In the Scot- in the Scot- there's yeah. no house. Yeah. It's just a road. Yeah, yeah, again, superimposed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, after in post. But yeah, so they go, as I like, they're going to these caravan sites. Is where they're going. That's their holiday. They're lugging it all around, everywhere. And I feel like that sounds somewhat pleasant. I I, I don't like the idea of a static caravan where you've got a campsite and. Right. I like the idea of kind of more like a camper van or something like that. You can travel in around and you can stop wherever, and you've got the option. Whereas if you spend a week at the same place and the same base, I think that could get a bit mundane. Yeah. Other than that, it's a bit like going to like a. Or like a log cabin place or whatever, where you drive there and that's your base camp. I feel like that's but, nicer though, because you. Yeah, you've got more room, obviously, than you yeah. can camp on. But obviously, they've still got the car to go around to that space camp and aside, you can drive out to museums or wherever to go and explore. So we kind of get this first encounter when they're going on the tram yeah. with where the with kind of tone of the film is going, yeah, with Chris. He seems to. A disdain for people who, which I don't blame for, like people littering, but not to. Don't think they were dying no, because killing, of the litter. Ki- killing, yeah. It's. I feel like it's sort of like a satirical way of, you know, like exaggerating like what we are thinking when, like, oh, wish that person wouldn't do that. I want to hit them or yep. do harm to them to get to get a point across. But this like takes it to the extreme. In yeah. This. Or like, how, yeah. like for example, we had an encounter. When we went on a walk the other day, and they were like, "Oh, you shouldn't be walking this way." Mm-hmm. And there was snobby golfers, and it's like, oh, "Sod off! Am I doing any harm? What you know? What is the issue? I wasn't in your way. Yeah. I didn't cause wasn't a like problem." Walking in the middle of the, the field was looking on the edges, on the outskirts. You were just being a pretentious little twat, <laughs> and basically, yeah, I could I could see knocking him over with a caravan quite easily, a buggy or a golf, yeah. taking the golf clubs and whacking him over the head. <laughs> And in your head, you're thinking, you're a right twat. But in the end, you kind of just go, oh, yeah, thank you for letting me know. No problem. And you smile and then you think... Mm-hmm. Yeah, more under your breath, yeah. And I think this is the kind of equivalent of... Taking up a notch with... Yeah. yeah. But actually, is I forgot what his name is. Chris. Chris. He's the one saying pick up your litter. So he's been the actual twat in this one. I know it's annoying, but at the same time, he's like, well, why should you tell me what to do? In that first instance, yeah. Yeah. Well. And obviously he flips him off and puts a finger up, which yeah. then I think just aggravates Chris. I think he is a serial killer. He's got issues. But he feels like he's doing the world good by what he's yeah, like doing. Yeah. Because yeah. like, it says that later on when she's <laughs> jumping around again. But Chris just gets upset with Tina's like chaotic approach. He even says it's like, this is chaos to murder. And it's like, if he feels like he's kind of justified in his choice of killing, basically, and that he's... Like, oh, I kind of like pick and choose and like, I'm doing what's right to the people who are who deserve to die kind of thing. Like I a, think she... He's got a bit of a complex, maybe. Goes more on her heart. But she thinks almost like to please him. It's like, oh, did I do good? Kind yeah. Of. And also I think like anything that makes her jealous or envious. Like that bride. Yeah, yeah. and like his bride friend. Yeah. Like anything that kind yeah. of gets... T- taking him away from her 
she yeah, yeah. is kind of, and I think that's what's upsetting him because it's not actually justified of a, oh, well, they've done X, Y, and Z. It's, it's just bitterness on yeah. her part, yeah. Which is not great. I don't even know why she's killing everybody just to get close to him. It's like, he's a murderer. Why haven't you run away already? Like, the first one, he makes it out to be an accident. Yeah, and like, you got to see that sort of smirk on his, you know, yeah. like he knows what he's doing. He knew yeah, he'd yeah, done it on exactly. purpose, but yeah, he yeah. played it off like a, oh, I'm so sorry, no. I didn't mean to, I didn't see him, and yeah, yeah, yeah. all yeah. of that. It's, it's quite interesting like, how quickly it's kind of like, oh, you go to the police station, they come out, and then that's, <laughs> oops, oopsies, yeah. moving on. <laughs> Run somebody go, over. Go back on holiday, and everything's all, oh, okay now. Even though when we're clearing it open, she's like, is this going to ruin the holiday now? <laughs> she says that a lot, like, yeah. is this... this- what do, you, what do you think of her, like, tone of voice? Because it's not... I say, I don't think she's from, like, Birmingham, but it's Coventry, the actress is. So that's it. They're still in West Midlands, which is Birmingham area, but it's kind of like a subsection within that. So it's it's not far off, but that's the sort of... She sounds like your mum a little. Really? I don't know if that was insulting or not. Or... Well, she didn't really sound like that much now, though. No, but it's the erms. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. And the slow talking. But I think because your mum's got a bit of a Yorkshire twang now, yeah. I think that's what it sounds a little bit like. Yeah, she, once mum goes back to Birmingham, she kind of slips back into that. So like how Sarah comes back here. From Liverpool, to, yeah. And comes um, Yorkshire for a bit, and then when she goes back, she'll be Scouse. Scouse again. Yeah. But I think your mum... I don't know. I, I do think your mum and dad talk very slowly <laughs> in comparison to, like, me, I'm like, nah, rah, 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 rah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a Yorkshire thing or if that's just the way I've been raised. You're a little bit faster paced, but I think that you've had to adapt <laughs> to keep up with me. That's well, because I say I've been born here most part of my life, so yeah. Yeah, but I think you were slower talking beforehand. I think you've had to <laughs> I, get a bit I quicker. <laughs> it's not a race without fast, can you get your words out? But <laughs> No, it's not, but I think it helps with your attention span. Right. The more engaging you are and the more you... And I think that's the only issue with a Brummie accent. So slow and they, like, drag it on and you, like, finish your sentence. So do you find that with this, then? That it was could have sped up or is it just... She wasn't too bad, actually. I think because she was quite comical, but she did sound thick. Mm -hmm. I won't say she didn't. And now that's insulting your mum by saying your mum. But I'm meaning more the accent. Not actually. Yeah, I know. What you, I know what you mean. Not saying Obviously, your mum sounds thick. Jesus. For the carrots. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> right, I won't take offence. <laughs> but a brummy accent isn't the greatest, but I still like it because it's British. I think I've got a, I don't know, a soft touch for, for that and mm-hmm. a, the humour of a British. Like if this was done in an, an American way, I would absolutely hate it. All right, with with you mean like certain accents or just how they would over exaggerating killing? I could imagine in it. Like, oh, oh, like, really, like, a bit like, well, I, you say that, but like, thinking of the heat or something like that, where they're just like, well, why'd you do that kind of thing? That would, see, that's what well, I mean. I don't like that sort of like overreacting to humor thing where there's lingering on that and trying to make it funny. Whereas this, yeah. it's, I mean, it obviously is, is brutal in parts, but I mean, it's not like, oh, oh that's so hilarious, but <laughs> with this, but mm. it's kind of just, there's just a way about the, it's different, isn't it? It's I think kind of it... not making it like pointing it out like, oh, this is wrong. But they kind of just glance over it. It's just like, oh, well, okay, yeah, that's that happens. Let's but I think on. that's what makes it funny because they're not overreacting to it. Yeah. And you're like, what the hell? Why are you yeah, not? Yeah. Like, he's just killed somebody and you're still going on holiday with him. Mm-hmm. And then he kills another person 
And it's like, initially she thinks, obviously, he's cheated on her or, you know, like, mm-hmm. she yeah. has, so obviously just a bit of background for everybody. They bump into this, like, oh, I'm an amazing couple. We've got, got this and, nice caravan and everything, yeah. And, oh, he's right, written three books and we've got a dog and, oh, don't feed him crisps to the dog and really pretentious kind yeah. of up your own ass yeah. kind of people. And, yeah, you, you do. You think, well, how have they got everything and I haven't and all of that. And obviously Chris is wanting to write a book as well. Yeah. And he's like, you straight away know he's going to axe them off because he's jealous. Technically, he is. Mm -hmm. So he's a bit hypocritical with this one, I think. Even though they are pretentious twats, he's still hypocritical with why he axes them off. Mm -hmm. And he takes his camera, he takes his dog, and Tina's looking through the pictures going, oh, look at these. And obviously, some nice pictures and some not-so-nice pictures. And it comes to, like, somebody else's lady garden. And she's like, this is not mine. <laughs> and she's like, oh, you've been on holiday with whoever. It's Ian and, oh, I forget her name now, the other woman. Yeah. Yeah. The other couple. Yeah. <laughs> and she's flicking through and then she's like, are you cheating on me? And that's like, do you know he died? Like, there's a man, like, like went on a walk and died. And she's not, like, registering. Until she sees the picture of him with the angle that he's at, like, yeah. from above type of thing. But I don't know why she wouldn't suspect like initially from that though why where did you get this camera from you didn't have this nice camera before <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. and the dog you know i know she thinks oh we'll steal it yeah yeah that was but at the same time she's like well why is it off the lead why was it on its own yeah, you know, yeah because yeah, really it, didn't, it didn't, didn't initially come with him i think it kind of just they just stumbled across it because it ran it already yeah. ran off ahead of him as he was trying to catch it but and he had blood on him as well yeah and oh yeah because they mentioned about this shamans thing at this campsite now i know it's more this time around as well as been i've seen a lot of for in past year or so with delving into like folk horror mm. i feel like there's that definitely that sort of tone that like folk horror vibes that i kind of get now especially yeah. with some of the cinematography as well obviously like when it's nighttime and they're doing like almost like this sacrificial ritual stuff with like chickens head off and that kind of stuff in this and like i'd kind of forgotten that it was part of this as well but he has done a film before that was kind of sort of again like classes folk horror as well and then he's done a couple other ones after the fact as well so i think it, this is sort of like a venture into his sort of like going in that way in terms of his work so that's ben wheatley that is who's the director of this so <laughs> <laughs> he was like i had to just add that yeah, on yeah, yeah. that's interesting but, that is. but i mean i do enjoy his filmography what i've seen it's not really anything that's been really rubbish or anything like that but i thought it was just kind of interesting on my point of noticing that this time around with with this film and i mean obviously the cinematography in this like some of the landscapes and stuff not mm. just in like a horrific sense or like or still like a eerie vibe or anything but like just like you know there's like a, the mist yeah. in the early morning over the mountains things like that we or went to the like lake that. district in yeah. there as well and it shows it's... how beautiful england can be yeah and, yeah what surroundings Catches, we have, yeah. yeah. Makes you appreciate just the, the country and what it has to offer sometimes. And they say, like, you can go on walks and you can appreciate the beauty just for free, essentially, other than having to drive out there. But, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With her stealing the dog, I mm-hmm. did write a line down saying, don't care about being fair, we care to be happy. So we just care to be happy, basically, instead of doing the right thing. Mm. And I think that's kind of coming inside with the deaths. Well, I think, well. yeah, because I think she's kind of 
there's a coping mechanism for her because obviously she feels guilty for loss of for a dog Poppy. Obviously, this dog Banjo looks kind of similar. To, there's an issue yeah, here, yeah. and I know you said our Poppy could have been a Popeye, and that's our cat. But cats are very harder to tell if it's got a dingling <laughs> compared to a dog. A dog. Yeah. a dog has clearly got something, or it hasn't. Yeah. And he clearly has his dingling. Mm-hmm. So can't really call it a poppy. So I know it's a, a coping mechanism. Then I think she thinks, oh, if I get home, I can bring Poppy home to my mum and she's going to be okay. so happy. Because yeah. yep. she's like, Poppy, are you in there? And I think she's a little bit simple, bless her. <laughs> but in the most kind of way that you quite like her because of it, she's quite childlike. Yeah, and that's why she goes along with what Chris is doing. She doesn't see a real problem with that. She's just so blindsided by this guy likes me for who I am, so I'm just going to roll with it, no matter what is going on. Yeah, and like she sees, oh, well, he's killing people, so we have another victim of Chris's when it's picking up the dog poo for Banjo. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't have any poo bags. Oh. And basically he's like, well, pick it up oh, your hands. I'm going to you to the authorities. And yeah, yeah. He is another... Again, someone you just... It's almost like purposely, like, you know, toffee-nosed kind of yeah. person. You just want, oh, just shut up. Yeah. And, these... and you kind of, you get it and you think, yeah, everybody thinks, oh, well, I wish I could whack you with a stick and you'd be gone kind mm-hmm. of thing. But I think Chris's way of wanting to kill people, he feels like it's a justified situation and he's thought it through. So, like, for example, he did whack him over the head, mm-hmm. but then he pulled his pants down and stuff so it looked like a sexual assault. Yeah. And there was never anything kind of with the killings that he did, anything leading back to them. So if you were to do fingerprints, because he wasn't like wearing gloves or anything. No. That's the only thing, you know, but... But how, you yeah, know, what glance, evidence... Yeah, it's kind of, right, just try, try that and move on. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with hers, there were... A, lots more witnesses could be around, especially yeah. the first one. Yeah. And kind of more repercussions, because there was a group of people that were with her and now she's gone missing. So mm-hmm. that's going to be more likely investigated of where did she go mm-hmm. and how did she fall and all of that. Yeah. So I don't think Tina thinks it through. I think she yeah, goes very much about her emotions. That's why I say like, she's more chaotic in how she does. I think yeah. every woman's more chaotic <laughs> than a man. Yeah, it probably wasn't the smartest idea. But I guess that's kind of part of the story where it's like, okay, this isn't, like Chris says, this isn't working out. That she just goes, oh, okay, I'll just pull over. While he's asleep in the caravan, she's driving. So I'll just swerve and hit this jogger, which is an open road, which at any point a car could easily have, no matter what point in the morning, yeah. it could have easily driven past and gone, oh, oh my God, what happened here? And type of thing in that. Because obviously he's trying to, like, oh, sweet, clean up the edge of the road with the. But he did that in front sponge. of everybody. And it oh, yeah, I know, but that made it more like an accident with the running. Yeah, reversing backwards. But technically he did it in, you know, so he's hypocritical with everything he says if you actually look at it. But she's just trying to do it to please him, thinking that's what he wants. But he doesn't really want her being the murderer. He kind of wanted her to just be the, awful as it may sound, innocent woman that just put up and... Yeah, just woman by my side, really. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Didn't want her kind of... Getting her hands dirty, I suppose. Or or just being there just to support him, like a little cheerleader or something. Yeah. Yeah. The other guy that kind of like comes between them is Martin who's he's got this carapod I think so <laughs> I don't know it. what it is the little thing which is kind of a novel idea but obviously it's only really suited for one person traveller attached to the bike and you just like sleep in it but I don't know I feel like at the same time it would be a bit of like a restricted and 
trapped on you because you're like a little cocoon laying down, mm. exposed to It reminds me of those ones, like, them pod things you can hire or buy out in Japan where you can sleep in, like... Capsule one... hotel. Yeah, 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 that's what it reminds me of. And I'm like, no. I yeah, at least you like wouldn't be moving, home. though, would you? Yeah. True, but you won't be moving either because you need to be somebody on the cycle. So unless you take it in turns, your bike's not going to be moving, is it? No, no, but say gust of wind strong enough to oh, roll you true. down the hill if you haven't got the... Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, talking about. that's maybe what he thought was happening when, you know, <laughs> Tina decided no, no. to axe him off. Because yeah. it's a bit like, almost like something out of Peep Show in a way, like, the, the, oh, we're going to go into business or something, like, oh, it's like, oh, this is all going to be great. International sales of this, you know, working in plastics to put the prototype for these pods mm. thing together and make a business out of it. And then <laughs> Tina pushes him off the cliff face kind of into the rocks and it's like well that's that's sorted and he's Chris like oh no <laughs> gonna <laughs> yeah. likes him why did yeah, you kill him? him yeah and he's like shouts down as if like he's gonna be okay <laughs> I know it sounds daft like we had six murders in this but it is quite comical with the way it's done and really like hearted at the same time enjoyable which mm-hmm. sounds really cynical I say like it's produced by Edgar Wright who did like Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz so there's his sort of backing on it really to get that sort of tone I guess Mm. that's kind of the balance between it so it kind of gets to a point where I said to you didn't I on this as well like oh what's going to happen with them are they going to end it all or is one going to have to axe the other one off because Mm -hmm. this is not working anymore clearly and I felt like Tina was going to come out the strongest from this because she's just so emotional about it all I think she was going to come out top really Mm -hmm. and she does so the the blow up the caravan because they're like oh we don't need it anymore have one last kind of romance and then like oh let's die together basically suicide pack type of thing (laughs) just one person didn't jump off it's a clever way because maybe she didn't want to be with him anymore but she didn't know how to tell him that because like oh it's gonna kill me i know Mm. and if i if i want to split with him harmoniously yeah i know too much so he's gonna dob me into the police or vice versa that this was never going to kind of end happily. Yeah, of course, because, you know, those criminals end up doing that way, don't they? So you can't run forever, especially as the, you know, the caravans are gone. So... Does it make you wonder, though, do, do you think she'll carry on killing, or do you think she'll... Well, interestingly enough, there is... I, I feel like it's an unofficial sequel. The same actress, Alice Lowe, and it's called Prevenge. So she's pregnant, but it's like a, a baby in, inside is like, Telling us obviously like almost like a voice is in the head to sort of like be on a killing spree. Is it his baby? Is it Chris's? That's why I say it's unofficial. I can't remember if she's called Tina in that or not. Right. Or anything like that. It just happens to be, it's, I'd have to actually look that up. Let me see. Uh, Now looking it up, it's, she's goes by a different name, Ruth. Ah, But then she might have changed the name, who knows. But like I say, it's, it's kind of like an unofficial. Yeah sequel that, that could be because it's again she's playing someone who's a bit psycho killery <laughs> but now she's pregnant and obviously that may have been from you know obviously the many times that they did it so <laughs> it <could have laughs> happened easily yeah yeah but you said about the was that viaduct again near where mum and dad lived but i looked it up and it's somewhere in north yorkshire yeah. called ribblehead viaduct so i mean there's plenty of Viaducts over in the in the UK. So, just thought it might have been convenient because they're in Wilsdon or like Cullingworth. It's not far, is mm. it? Yeah, no, could have, could have done. But instead, have to drive all the way to North Yorkshire. 
There was Mother Shipton's Cave as well that we saw. Mm-hmm. Never been. No. It's not far, I don't think, either. What other land locations? Obviously, there was Lake District. We've been there. There was Fountains Abbey. Yeah. Not Bolton Abbey. I think I've been to Fountains Abbey, either. Been to Bolton Abbey. Lots of pretty places to go. Mm-hmm. But obviously, the abbeys like that, they're like for parking, because they're like National Trust things are expensive, so... Yeah, and it's I the think only problem. the more people in car, the more beneficial it is. Yeah, it's like pocket. Because I feel like cash. you pay for the car, not the people. It, yeah, it's, 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 it's more the privilege of being on that site, really, so... Yeah, so like you're, you're hiring out the yeah, land to... Get like five people in your car crammed and then <laughs> yeah. it's worthwhile. Yeah, yeah, I guess like a taxi. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, like the outfit, obviously, he's got that red yours? jacket. Don't need to be worried. No, I'm not. Got a purple coat. Yes, she has. Yeah. No. You haven't got a purple coat. No, I've got a pink one. I'm not a killer pole. <laughs> no, you think it just definitely was British. It just looked like they were like normal people. Yeah, yeah un- unsuspecting, but obviously, the undertone of like, yeah, it's not it's grim up north. And rain, and it showed all the British weather. Like, Inhale at one point, yeah. Yeah. Anything more to bring up? I don't think so. The only other thing I've got to say, which kind of thinking on it, was it's a very different caravan holiday themed, let's say, film, or the, it was a TV series actually looking it up. But um, something else mum and dad used to watch and like a test for has been kind of funny in that kind of British way. Uh, there's this, it's a BBC television series or was. Uh, Put all together to make a film was called Nuts in May. I heard of that. No, no. If you t- if you said that to mum and dad, they know what you're talking about. But it's again these these kind of like people who want like this idyllic caravan holiday, but they're getting bothered by the other like people at the campsite, the riffraff essentially. And it's like they're very, but they're kind of like hoity toity a little bit about things. But there's a the female character in it who's a bit, is a bit like very childlike and but not in like a Killeristic way. There's none of that going on. It's <laughs> right. it's it's just more like a more typical like oh, we want to have a good time type of thing. But might have to give it a go. Yeah. So if it's speak to them next time and see if they've got it because I think it's it's one of those things that's kind of like obscure and hard to find. So oh, it's, it's not like now on BBC iPlayer or anything like that. Um, no, I don't think so. No, because it's like from the 1976. Gosh, so. that's old. Paul. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I've seen. I know you you might get some appreciation from it in the terms of like how. The kind of dry humour in a different different scope mm. of things, obviously for the seventies, but uh, it's kind of amusing in its own way. But you might you might also think it's a bit dated in some aspects, but there might be some value in that. Uh, right, so we're going to scoring now, and it's your turn to go first. Okay, so what your score was on your little notepad? You were so organised because Arthur didn't let you. No, he little scamp. He had to <laughs> sit on me, lap and block. For the, half the film, so I had to kind of sort of memorise bits in my head. Like I can't disturb me. He's so cute. I know he so, was really cute. Uh, he just wish you'd sit on my lap. Out, sprawled out with his paws. So like, favouritism, it's untrue. I don't know why. It's just a line, bit of paper in a book. I Mine's don't... on my lap, and he don't come near me. I think you've got maybe a bigger lap. Maybe it's the you've got the the ridges. rigid binder bits in the middle. Mine's just a, like a actual book. Well, you bought me this one, so it's your fault. I bought you that one. It's better, clearly. <laughs> Quality-wise. You're running low, actually. You might need a new book. Yeah. Better right. idea right there. Yep, yeah, so on to your score, anyway. After nosing at mine. 
Does it reflect it or? Yeah, actually, and that's where I was. I was. I was gonna oh, okay. consider a little bit higher, but I thought, oh, is that a bit too generous? And I'm like, oh, but Sophie, you always give like a middle for devil average hmm. score, hmm. like you know, and it's just like, is that? Was well, at the end of it, it's down to what you whether you found enjoyment enough to give it high praise or not. Or I don't do you think feel it's like... an eight worthy, but I don't think it's a seven. I think your score is right. Which is a seven point five. Yeah, so we're and both so we're both the same. Yeah, yeah. I do agree because I was thinking, oh, eight, and then I was like, because I did enjoy it, and that's the humour aspect. But maybe I'm being over grateful because it wasn't completely ridiculous, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And it made me laugh, so I'm like, oh, I should score it higher. Mm-hmm. But then there's other films out there that are, you know, better and worthy of an eight. I get you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's my struggle. I would definitely watch this again. So that's that's good. Yeah, it was enjoyable. I think. Now going back to it and looking at like anything that you early days you introduced me with Simon Pegg, I think I'd probably appreciate them a lot mm-hmm. more than mm-hmm. when I used to. Yeah, now I get you. Yeah, so seven point five, really light hearted, even though it's to do with murdering, and just a bit of a laugh at the same time as yeah, it kind of it kind of just flies by, doesn't it? Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's easy breezy, kind of gives you a shock. You don't don't really expect how it's gonna fully end, which is good. You don't like anticipate the full film of how it's going to pan out. Like you don't yeah. expect Tina to be joining him in murdering him. You yeah. expect her to run a mile, but she doesn't. And it's just a good dark comedy. No, absolutely. Yeah, I, I echo pretty much all of what you just said there. Really. So, is there any point in doing these podcasts anymore? Are we on the same page now? <laughs> no, no. We've we've Can had we varied. <laughs> varied ones haven't we so we have well let's see don't want to suck it in yet <laughs> still got legs still got wind yeah I agree still want to talk to me for an hour is that what you mean about a film <laughs> <laughs> so thank you very much for listening to this episode and if you want to check out some of our other episodes you can do so over on Apple Podcasts Spotify Podbean and wherever else you get your podcasts from and if you aren't a Patreon already, why not? Do it. <laughs> it's only one pound or one dollar fifty a month. A month. Like if you work that out, that's twenty-five P a week. Mm-hmm. If I've done my maths right. Yeah. Or twenty depending on how many weeks are in a month. <laughs> the logistics, yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's very cheap anyway. Cheap as like, chips. Cheap as chips. Yeah. Three British say. So if you do want to, obviously, give us some love, support, and get the Patreon perks, you simply head over to patreon.com forward slash spfilmviewers, and you get to, as I say, get your name shout out, like we'll do in a minute, and you get to vote on a film we watch once a month. So Patreon-wise, we have my mum. Like, that's the easiest one. So that's, yeah. That's, right. <laughs> get out of the way. One yeah. and done. Yeah. Okay. We have Jonesy. Our friend, who's on Instagram, at Weight Loss Jonesy. And he's just amazing. So just follow him and give him all your love and support. If you like... Warhammer. Glad you said that. <laughs> then, little painted figures. Um, <laughs> Very appreciate that. <laughs> I think it'll make him laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and the smell of hot glue guns, even though you can't smell it on Instagram. Then head over to his page, have a look at what he's doing. And all that good stuff. We have got Ben from Film Vloggers. I feel like I still don't know if they're out and about or what yeah, they're doing. I think they're still high, yeah. I just, yeah. I don't really, I'd miss my bed by now. But 
still amazing work that they are doing while they're out there and keeping the podcast alive. I don't know if I could manage all of that and do a podcast. So credit yeah. to them. As I say it's not like doing it all the time. It's kind of just now and again. Still, the fact honest, that still they're taking all the equipment to do it. Like I can, yeah. If it was a shot like we did in Edinburgh, then yeah. On this honeymoon, but you still ta- made us ta- record. Can I just can I point that out on our honeymoon? <laughs> Dedication to the craft. Is that what it is? So they have, by the way, just film bloggers, obviously, unless you haven't heard, they are a podcast that you should go and listen to. They talk about films. They have Ben and Fiona, so they're a couple, and Fiona is brings a lot of insight. She does her research, unlike me. <laughs> unlike me sometimes. <laughs> and she brings a lot of facts to it. Yeah. And it's like Fiona's facts. Yeah, I am D. I well, she says it. I can't say that. She says it wrong. I am I D B D or something. Yeah, <laughs> bless her. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. we then have Mark from a hundred things you learnt from film. Yep. And they give you, if you didn't know, they're a podcast too, and they give you a hundred, maybe more if you're lucky, facts about film. And lastly, but not least, we have Nico. From the Good, the Bad, and the Weird podcast. So, obviously, relating to voices within this. I don't mm-hmm. know if they've seen this film. I feel like they would <laughs> yeah. appreciate it. Yes, and they would, yeah. No way and see more of what our British life is like. And what murderer this one would be related to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perhaps. But no, I do implore people to go and check it out if they, if they haven't already. I know I've obviously gone to some, some spoilers, but still enjoyable. Even yeah. knowing that, really, I think there's certain things just to pick up on, really. Just and especially like say, you appreciate the cinematography in some aspects as well, and how beautiful yeah. Britain is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, thank you very much once again for listening, and we will speak to you next time. Speak to you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.